Welcome to Entry Rising, a 4E D&D podcast. We last left the group. Oh, come on! Entering Oran. What? What? You want to know about how we are a subsidiary of... Uh, I did want to know about that. Now you ruined it. Yep. Yep, I'm the worst. You made Paul cry, <laughs> which made me cry. You monster. Are, are you sure you don't mean you made Paul cry, which made me happy? Uh, it's all being recorded, so I have to make it sound like I care what Paul says, especially because it's being recorded through the new headphones he got for me. So, mm-hmm. it made me cry. Alright, tell you what. How about... Uh, welcome to Entry Rising, a 4E D&D podcast. A daughter company of LTM Gaming. <laughs> You know I'm leaving in the first part, right? That's fine. We're good. Leave it all in. When we last, last left the group, they had just arrived in the Keep of Iran after a very long journey and had just entered inside the walls. Alright, so we're going to the inn first. I suggest we first proceed we're to the Raven Queen Temple we to check give, in there first. give Our Lady our obeisance. Then down the left-hand path. And Aerith says, perhaps we should see about booking passage first in case a ship fills up and is no longer available. Well, maybe the temple will be able to help us in that regard. I think all these ideas are good. How will we ever decide? Is that Butho? Butho's been trying to... (laughs) Butho's been trying to... (laughs) Instigate lately. Are we supposed to be talking? Well, Boothel has, as I said, has been very quiet lately. He didn't interject there. But there's one vote to go to an inn first, there's one vote to go to the Raven Queen first, and there's one vote, I guess, to walk down the dock first? We could split up. I don't think there's really any reason to. I just didn't know if protocol would demand that we freshen ourselves up before entering into Our Lady's uh, temple. I mean, clearly we've... We've been walking for a while, so... Yeah. Would we... Would, TJ, would we, like, think that we would be able to stay at the temple as servants of the Raven Queen rather than having to, you know, find our own inn? Would they provide as, supplies, or...? I Well, here's what I would say. I would say that Kafan spent a significant portion of his rebirth <laughs> living in a... Uh, temple to the Raven Queen. Aerith has been traveling and maybe has seen them occasionally, but has spent most of his time out in the world, and so maybe hasn't had a lot of experience with needing to stay in one. He's been doing a lot of camping, and uh, so the fan (laughs) was... falling down. (laughs) Yeah, collapsing as a doll. Right. The fan would expect that as servants, they would be able to stay there. Whether that will prove to be the case, you know, who knows. But he would certainly expect that. Okay. So, yeah, I I, I think that the temple will provide what we need. Well, let's go there first, then. So, you take the small road that runs along the road and find yourself in front of the this temple to the Raven Queen. The front, we'll say, third of the building 
is actually open. It has a roof, but there are no walls, only pillars. The place where you might normally see a statue, whether it's a holy symbol or whatever, it, it appears to be an open and empty hole. There's It's up against the actual wall of the building, so you'd imagine that it would look inside, but instead it just seems dark. This is that bode well. There is a door, if you would like to enter. Sure. Let's go in. I, I, I'm still following Gwen, but I imagine that she was going to go in. Okay. Gwen opens the door, I'm guessing. Okay. If, Maybe because if I'm leading being, the way to the door. but Maybe because she's being pushed forward against her will. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is one of those I'm, I'm a little unsure... Since that, you know, I've never actually been. You to don't the know temple. protocol. I don't know protocols. Yeah. So I didn't know if, like, someone else should be approaching which is them. Why, or, which yeah. is why I'm thinking that, like, you're, you're being pushed you, forward. You make a suggestion, like, maybe we should go, and then I imagine like Eric walking opens walking the door that pushes you forward. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this mm-hmm. is clearly out of. I mean, something is clearly wrong here. To for for me, right? I would say that you've had your one experience, and maybe. At that temple, you saw a raven's head. You know, they just put the holy symbol up, and that was your indication. For you, yes, um, you're expecting a raven's head. You are not expecting darkness. But so. you said, oh, I, I'm sorry. I thought you meant it was darkness as in, like, there was nobody here and it was abandoned or something. Uh, no, I, I'm, I'm saying that it was empty and... It was maybe open as though it was a window, but instead of being a window where you saw, like, inside, it just, it got very dark. Oh. Okay. So I'm not saying you wouldn't be concerned, but it's not like you looked into an empty building and you're like, there should be people in here. Okay. Or it's been burned to the ground. Right. <laughs> right. It's Everything is ash. <laughs> Which is impressive um, for a stone building. Yeah. Yes, it was very, very hot. <laughs> and you turn around and you see the orc laughing at you going, Ha ha, I told you to go to your temple. It's burned to the ground. <laughs> now you're sad. Okay, you open the door and walk inside, and there are candles lit every uh, five feet around the room. The light is not as much yellow as it is sort of a bluish color and so what it effectively does is nothing is in shadow and yet everything is dark there is a small entryway and then several hallways branch out so like you might have a five foot space of wall a candle then a hallway that shoots off towards one corner and then you know another stretch of wall a candle and then another hallway. So there's maybe a candle like on each side of the hallway, so that there's a, that like there's space evenly throughout. None of the hallways have doors blocking them. As you approach, you know everyone is walked inside now, and Boothel steps forward. And of the four pathways that are in front of you, chooses the second, counting left to right. And starts walking down it. All right, I guess I guess we follow him if he knows where he's going. Yeah, do I? Is this the same layout, or are they all the different? 
Do I know where he's going? You do not know where he's going. Okay. This is this is a different building. It's not identical to what you experienced when you were in the mountains. Okay. He goes down, and the hallway didn't start in a door, but it does end in a door about 12 feet further along. And he knocks at the door. There is a response of enter. Boothel opens the door and leaves it open in a gesture, which maybe he intends to invite you to come along without actively inviting you. What you see him walk into is a good-sized room. You know, it's not like in a monastery where it's like a room big enough solely for like a bed and a desk. It's a little bit more spacious than that. It's got a desk and a fireplace. It's Business is conducted here, but this is also someone's living quarters. Do, do you guys follow him in? Yeah, I would. Okay. Yes. Seated at the desk is a human woman. You might notice several things about her, but the thing which jumps out at you immediately is that she has a scar, like a rope burn, across her her neck. When you heard the voice from outside, you probably were like, oh, there's an orc in there. Or even, oh, there's an orc man in there. Or half-orc, rather, to explain the deep voice. But you're guessing now that the lower voice is more of a rasp and was caused by the scar that this woman has. Boothel takes a knee briefly in front of the desk and says, My lady, and then he stands up before her. When he notices that she's looking past him and to the doorway, Boothel introduces each of you. He starts with Aerith, or I'm sorry, he starts with Gwen, who he introduces as Lieutenant Gwyneris Silverkin, and then introduces her charges, Aerith and Kafan. Oh man, we don't even get like private. <laughs> you don't have private. Oh, sad. I have one. It's just withered and small. <laughs> Hold on, let me track that. that Aerith, Aerith has one. It's withered and small. I caught myself, you jerks. It, he, he finishes the introductions by saying, and this is Lady Larabelle. Can you spell it? Larabelle is L-A-R-A-B-E-L-L-E. I'll uh, say lady and make a try to make a little curtsy or something. Since I assume that would be appropriate. Can I search my religious knowledge to know what would be appropriate? Sure. 25. Okay. Steve, is Aerith going to fall back on his religious knowledge, or is he just going to not do anything? Or I will, I will try to know. I have a 24. Five. Okay. Five. Oh, for doing that, do I need to roll diplomacy for my curtsy? No, you don't have to, but they just they just chose to fall back on their religious training to determine what to do. And as much through just knowing that what Boothel did was right, 
you can also fall back on knowing that like the Raven Queen doesn't require bowing to amongst her subjects. Taking a knee as a symbol of respect is sufficient for her. As Boothel took a knee, you guys, that is the appropriate thing to have done. Okay. That's what I'll do. Once you guys all finish your actions of deference towards her, she gives a polite nod in return and says to Boothel, what what brings you up to Oran? You're supposed to do it in a raspy voice. Oh, that's true. Uh, What brings you... Oh, it's not going to come out right now. More testicles mean more iron. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, just just channel just Lunch Lady Doris. <laughs> yes, yes, we do. Alrighty then. <laughs> um, My staff is complaining about the rat problem. I want to hire a new staff. <laughs> <laughs> Boothel, what brings you here? Boothel flushes and says, despite your best training of me, it appears that the Dark Council believes I would best be suited if I were to return home. And uh, you can see that a look of concern crosses her face, but then it sort of changes to anger and more of, if all they were going to do was send you back home, why did they waste my time training you? And now, Boothel, any part of his face that isn't covered with hair that you can see is, like, beat, beat red. Like, he looks just absolutely ashamed of himself. (laughs) Aerith steps in and says, (laughs) perhaps they didn't know. Not not falling on, on, you know, should be listening to the person talking, and it was rhetorical, but literally he thought she didn't understand (laughs) why. They would train him and then send him home. <laughs> Boothel's face remains red, but it's shifting to more of a purplish red now as his emotion <laughs> turned to immediate fury. <laughs> and still, while he turns and looks at Aerith, but addresses Lara Bell and says, You will have to pardon him, lady. He does not always think before he speaks. He likes you. <laughs> Two thumbs up. <laughs> I think he's talking to you. Aerith will La- look confused at that statement. La- looks more closely at Aerith. Young man. All right. This may not be tactful, but what are you? Uh, I do not understand the question. I am a servant of the Raven Queen. Boothel steps in. He is a revenant, and immediately her face changes to sort of one of the combination of disgust and surprise. Yeah, I get that a lot. (laughs) I like her already. (laughs) Maybe you can have sex with her, but you're not dick. (laughs) And uh, Boothel says, I am led to believe that he was brought back specifically by the Raven Queen herself, from what we know. I, I, we can think of, I can think of no other reason that the 
dark council would have specifically instructed me to take a revenant under my wing and participate in the Raven Queen's cause. And uh, this sets her somewhat at ease, but she is still eyeing you cautiously. He has proven himself to be a somewhat useful tool. And she looks at you and says, And what are... And what are you? You, if I were to guess, appear to be a deva, but I have never known one to serve her, uh, milady. Perhaps I'm the first. Perhaps I'm full of myself. <laughs> <laughs> Indubitably. <laughs> this is an odd Perhaps I just kicked that much ass. <laughs> uh, so she just said, um, this is a strange group you bring with you, Bluthal. And he responds. Yeah, we all made our characters separately. <laughs> <laughs> what is, what is and, that uh, thing? Is that a half dwarf, half elf? <laughs> Abomination. <Okay. laughs> is it? So is next, a, what uh, are you? <laughs> are you in service of the Raven Queen or a traveling circus? Right. He responds with, "To be fully honest." I don't bring them here. Uh, the young one, the new lieutenant, has been tasked with returning me home. Well, let's just pause and think about the fact that the dwarf that is scared of going into caves is the most normal, at least on the surface, of our group. <laughs> that can't be good. It's not great. And so when he points out that Gwen is the leader... She is, is after everything else, is just can't keep control of herself. But she's so young! And uh, Boozle says, yes, but the raven came and instructions were for her. And Yes, and, and ma'am, from what I understand, it doesn't matter our age or our background. We all end up before the raven queen in the end. In the end, yes. <laughs> Some but... sooner than others <laughs> staring at her. I meant, in the end, I meant yes, to be in terms of service. service of the queen, and it doesn't matter. You know, not like I'm threatening her. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not drawing my sword. Anyway, she says to Boothel, well, if... The ravens have deemed it so, then so it shall be. While you are here... Hold on, pause. Within the the church hierarchy, who... It's the dark council that runs the ravens? Well... Or are they somehow... The the dark council is the group that is most likely to converse in some fashion with the raven queen herself. Whether that's they have a dream where she speaks to them or, you know, if she actually deigns to appear to them or maybe more likely she sends, like, angels or something to communicate on her behalf. You know, they're allowed to run the church, but any instructions that come from the Raven Queen almost always come from the ravens that the Dark Council sends out. So the hierarchy would be there's a Dark Council somewhere and... And no one knows where? Well, Boothel might, but he certainly hasn't told 
either of you, and Gwen hasn't been told yet either. But, like, even just, there would be an understanding within the church hierarchy that it is known that a Dark Council exists, and somebody knows where it is, versus it being this shadow thing that no one is supposed to know where it is. Like, we would know that Boothol knows, even if we don't care, it's not relevant to us. But somebody knows. I would say that, to my knowledge, no one asked while we were traveling about it. Sure. But since you're asking about it now, I can imagine that maybe at some point Aerith asked because he was interested. You know, like, hey, where are these birds coming from? And uh, <laughs> Boothel, you know... I just figured this would have been... Sorry, not then, but just in general. Like, we, we, we would have already known this as just followers of the Raven Queen from being in the church. You know, wherever I would have gotten my training, wherever wherever Cadfan had gotten his training, we would all just just things you would know. Like we would all, you know, if we were being trained as a as a Catholic preacher. It'd be like, yes, the Pope exists. Yes, we can <laughs> tell you where he generally is. He's the one that makes the decisions for a lot of things. So. Sure, I will say... Okay, that's all I want to know. The Dark Council is something that any follower, like anyone who's actually a true follower of the Raven Queen knows is something that exists. Um, And you can expect that it is a shadowy group in that majority of people never hear from them and certainly don't know where they are. Maybe you receive ravens and you still know where they are, but perhaps higher up people do know where the Dark Council is. Okay. Maybe you're on it and you just don't realize it. Sweet. <laughs> Ooh, nice twist. <laughs> Time to make that. Maybe we are the. Maybe that's what we're doing. Right. You're secretly sending yourself to Ravens and you don't even know it. <laughs> no, Aerith. Yeah, somebody is sending them, sending them in their sleep. Maybe that's a twist of being half elf, half dwarf. Right. It's like insomnia or something, or multiple personality. He was dead the whole time. No, it was it was my it was my it was one of Cadfan's previous lives. Mm. So I sh- should call you was it Revan or Malik? Exactly. Used to love through playing that game, making my character's name uh, Revan. Mm-hmm. Revan, have you heard about Revan? Revan. <laughs> so she says to Boothel, "Well, while you're here." We will feast together tonight. And and Boothel nods appreciatively and says, that would do me good. Aerith says, I do not need to eat, but I will join you. <laughs> I'll say, I appreciate that kindness. Just nod. Very well. What is your purpose in Oran? Is she still speaking to Boothel? Well, she might be speaking to Boothel, but since you're in a temple to the Raven Queen and he's explicitly stated that, you know, you're in charge, she's also looking at you while she's talking. So she's talking... Her, her The pleasantries part is with Boothel, but the exchange, she's sort of splitting her attention between the two of you. I'll say we received orders uh, to escort uh, Boothel back to his home. Yes, yes. You, he said that already. What? Why are you here? We're here to uh, 
seek uh, passage by ship to uh, aid our travel. Very good. But getting travel by ship will be, and she pauses to think of the word, interesting. There is no port along the mountains. Anyone who would bring you would have to set you off a good ways from shore. Don't, However, they, have, don't they have longboats and stuff like that in this? Like, Kefan's not asking that question, but... Right, no, I understand. She, she says, However, you may be in luck, for I may have just such a captain in port right now. Does he have an airship? <laughs> Is his name Reginald? <laughs> no, but she may be able to provide you with a longboat. Oh, it's a woman? Ugh. <laughs> Girls are bad at everything. Call this an unfair generalization if you must, but old people are no good at everything. <laughs> uh, um, do we ha- do we have a choice? What besides walking? Mm-hmm. No, I think this was it. Wait, wait, was that an in-character question? To Kev? Did Kevin ask? To, yeah, in-character. Yeah. Oh, she she looks irritated. What what is wrong with? me offering to help you secure a captain who would be willing to part with a boat. Nothing at all. She eyeballs you. I eyeball her back. (laughs) Aerith eyeballs both of you. (laughs) By pulling them out and and pointing them in different directions. (laughs) Exactly, just... I'm imagining the... What's his name? Igor from... One falls out and just dangles and it all <laughs> spins around. I thought you were thinking more of uh, Beetlejuice. Mm. We do appreciate any help you're able to provide. She she continues eyeballing you for about like a three Mississippi and then sort of waves it off. Yes, yes. Well, where... What do you have other business to take care of in town? Well, I don't think we'll need to bring our horses uh, with on the ship, so... Would they be of any use to uh, you here at the temple? She nods appreciatively. I can see why you have perhaps already been placed high. Yes, I will come and take a look at what you have. All right, we, lead lead the we left them outside. Yeah, yeah. So she, I mean, she gets up from her desk and says, lead the way. Um, so you walk outside, and she sees that there are four pack horses. She nods at them appreciatively and says, I can take care of the trading of these beasts and also can ensure that what is needed for the Raven Queen stays here. She has a large pouch at her hip and pulls out 12 gold pieces and gives them to Gwen specifically. Says, here, I'll take care of this. Thank you, my lady. Ah, I know I can see that you're new. There's only one, my lady. Hmm. I am simply lady. Or better yet, Laravel. Thank you, lady. <laughs> nice lady. <laughs> so you have some money and basically she's intimated that you should, you know, make yourself scarce so she can deal with 
business for a while, including finding the captain and talking. Do you have anything that you would like to do? You've got maybe three hours before it's time to eat a dinner. Anybody? Oh, I don't know. Pray. Is there any... Do they have any uh, Dramamine at any of these shops? Uh, you can go and I find mean, out. Potion of Cure Seasickness. <laughs> I'm just thinking I don't want to have to hold Boothel up over the side of the ship. So Never find uh, out he's seasick, too. If you want to go to an apothecary, <laughs> I'm guessing that one of the stores that are on the map might be one. Oh, it's okay. I don't know that we have enough money to actually buy anything anyway. All right. So she says, well, she sees that she gave you guys money, and she also sees that you're staying around and making decisions. She says, I will speak with you all later. And then, you know, leaves the horses <laughs> behind the building. And Welcome just... to our group, lady. <laughs> There's a lot of standing and, just... and staring at each other. And then just takes the, comes out, and then takes the road north, and then when it forks, she takes the right fork, and then you lose her behind some buildings. And apparently everyone just sits in the ground and does well, it. You know, is, is there anything that you require at the shops? I'm I'm actually going. I'm trying to look at the the item section to see if there's anything Mm-mm. that looks useful. But I mean, again, we don't have all that much. Yeah, n- nothing that we can afford. Yeah, I mean, there's like magic stuff, but like, yeah, we're nowhere close to that right now. So. Well, do you guys want supplies? I was told you were running low. And as the GM, I'm telling you, you're running low. So do you want to get food? Can't we just get that stuff from the temple? Kefan is just going to fill up his pockets from the buffet. (laughs) (laughs) Good sir, what lineth your pockets? (laughs) Ziploc baggies. So she, no one asked her about getting supplies, so you don't know if you can get supplies. Well, we'll... We'll go and try to find the stores, and that's fine. Uh, I'm just looking to see where... Oh, trail rations, okay. You're talking, yeah, probably get some food and... Well, wouldn't passage on a ship also buy us? Yeah. But I guess the other thought is, once we get off the ship and are traveling in the mountains, we might want to have some supplies, so... And who knows how happy the dwarves are going to be see Boothal. I mean... You know, you guys don't like him. Who's to say the dwarves like him anymore? <laughs> you know, they might That's not give very fair. Back. <laughs> so, you know, you probably want to plan to have a couple, like at least a week's worth of rations, if not more. Well, it says you get 10 days for five gold, so. There you go. I assume we so, all have to eat. Right. So that sounds like 15 gold. Oh, okay. It's 10 days for the three of you. That's essentially everything we found. Yeah. So far. We got three gold from go. Gwen's prostitution and twelve gold from <laughs> Lady Larabelle. Right. But then there's also all the gold that you found from the uh treasure chest. That's which right. I think, as far as I know, is still actually in the treasure chest that you guys are still carrying around. Or on the back of one of the horses. But see that's, that's now you the, one of the interesting concepts of this group is that you know, it's not like some of the other ones were like, hey, we're getting it for, like, the loot and everything. It's, I have a feeling that, you know, like, material wealth is... Completely lost on yeah, us. Yeah, like, besides... <laughs> we like we traded it in, though. We're only carrying the gold. Like, one of the things on our 
um, on the skill challenge was we traded in all the random silver and stuff so we didn't have to carry that whole big-ass chest around. Yeah. Okay. I was trying to remember if that was something that actually happened or not. But that's fine. So you don't have to worry about lugging the big chest, but you, you do still have all that, all that money. So all the money that you acquired during your travels was sufficient that you can buy new supplies for yourselves and you don't have to dip into any of your treasure chest money. So are you guys going to go and look at a shop? Going to go to an inn? No, I'm going to pray. Sure. All right. Just right here. Right the fan has... Wait, what? I said brown noser. Got it. Aerith, what are you doing? I am staying with Gwen. Gwen, what are you doing? Until told not to. So, like, when she goes to the bathroom, she's like, Aerith, you can't come in here. <laughs> then I'll go somewhere else. <laughs> and then Boothel gets pissed off. Like, oh, come on. Wait, why does he get mad? Because you said earlier on that you followed him into the bathroom. Yeah, well... He's not the leader anymore. He's a chump. Nobody likes him. When he was still the leader, you followed him in. But that's beside the point. Okay. So, uh, Gwen, what are you doing after you go to the bathroom? Exactly. <laughs> I was going to peruse the stores to see if there's anything. I mean, that's just kind of like apparently, like you know, worked into my nature. Of you go to places, you check out what the other vendors have, see if there's any special deals. I'd Probably actually um, consider buying some, like, spices and some other stuff to go along with our trail rations. Like, if we were to hunt or anything, that we can at least make something better than just, you know, burning some rabbit over a, a fire or something. You know, try to make, like, a okay. stew or something with some actual flavor, because I would appreciate it. I don't know that they would. Is there a skill in this game? It wouldn't be me, but it would be Gwen. I, I thought you were going to say you'd buy spices to, like, trade. Be, because you know that it'd be more valuable in the East or whatever. Well, I, I thought about that for a second, but I'm like, I, I think the only thing you get close is diplomacy. Mm. I could, like, try to, like, convince someone, oh, yeah, this spice is really rare or something, but. Mm -hmm. Or bluff, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> or history. Probably bluff. We're like, what the markets were when you were there before. Maybe streetwise. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. They don't really address that. I don't think they want you bartering as your... The mall is not the game? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Except the mall is totally the game. It's not the game. Okay. <laughs> so... I'll use my encounter uh, power, knack for success, to convince the guy that <laughs> I get a bonus uh, to selling things. So, I'm going to guess that Kafan has stopped and has just started praying. Well, uh, he, he wouldn't just, like, in her office or whatever, he'd go find, like, a different, like, a little um, cell or whatever. Because you feel at home here. Mm -hmm. You don't ask anybody for directions or for where you should go. You just start prodding your head into bedrooms and cells and whatever, looking for <laughs> an empty one to pray in. And, uh, Gwen's gonna go looking and Boothel's going to stay with Aerith and Gwen. Uh, where to? Uh, which one? Number eight? Number nine? Number eight. Number is... eight? Uh, number eight? Number eight has the apothecary's symbol outside the door. You 
walk in and take a look around. And they do have some spices, but they're less less spices and more like sorry, they don't have spices. They have more like teas, like Okay. For upset stomach or if your bowels have turned to water or if you're yellow. You know, any of those kinds of things. However, considering that they are medical, they're restorative teas and not just your basic standard tea, they're actually fairly reasonable price. They're comparable. And so you may at Boothel's suggestion buy a small bag of loose leaf tea. <laughs> Would you say it's a dime bag of medicinal tea? <laughs> no. I would not say it's a dime bag. Are we in the mountains of Colorado? <laughs> you just continue down that main a- avenue. Sure. And go to... And look for some saltwater taffy while we're at it. Okay, so you go <laughs> over here, and you start knocking door to door, saying, do you have taffy? <laughs> Give me taffy! You go to this one, and knock, knock, knock. Do you have taffy? They close the door to your face, and then knock, knock, knock. Do you have taffy? And they, no, no taffy. And then you go here, and you say, true of taffy. And they don't close the door in your face, but they tell you that if you want taffy, you need to go to the general store. Okay. You go to nine. Oh, this is the general I'm store. only a lieutenant. I can't get in. <laughs> what? It's a general store. Oh, I get it. Yeah. 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 See, TJ, you're acknowledging it. That's step <laughs> one of the problem. So you go inside, and... You talk to them about trail rations, and you talk to them about spices, and you talk to them about saltwater taffy, and you talk to them about uh, trade and what the uh, local economy is like and what caravans have been through and what they're missing and what they need. And you make, you make shop talk with them. Sure. And no matter how little you wanted to become a merchant and how much you've grown when your parents have tried to teach you something, you still have learned quite a bit. And so you can talk shop very well with this, with the shop owner. And because of how pleasant the time is that you spend talking with him, um, you end up getting your rations and you get your taffy and you get some spices and that all along with the tea bag for the Lucy tea that you got. And you get um, tea bag. <laughs> oh, that this was, is, this that is was the bad. real reason why he's getting a discount. Or she. I assume that's where um, TJ was going with that. that. Yeah, or not at all. Oh. Um, so with all that put together, you've now spent your 15 gold. So you, you know, okay. can go over by getting other stuff. Do you... I'm writing taffy on my other equipment. <laughs> I don't Maybe know if jam equipment, but I'm not saying mm-hmm. it's not equipment. If we have to MacGyver something. Mm-hmm. And, um... Or you need to stick a door closed. It would be useful in the jam. Mm-hmm. The shop owner is a man, but his wife works there as well. And you've mostly been talking with the wife. The husband has maybe interjected thinking like, oh, no, it's okay if you charge full price for this, or, oh, you don't need to throw that in, and she shushes him several times, and 
in the end, he ends up giving you some cloth bags to carry everything in and without her prompting. So even though he was pushing for her to get the most out of you that she could, in the end, he liked you a lot, too. And so threw that in as well. Way to be friendly. I try to help. Way to be the only group person in that group who can be <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. Aerith is just standing creepily off to the side, staring at nothing this whole time. He's <laughs> not staring at nothing. Oh, I thought that's what he did. He just stares, like, unblinking <laughs> at things. Oh, okay. Not necessarily at nothing. Just, <laughs> basically... He would be the perfect photo bomber because he would always be there in the background just staring. <laughs> and shiny objects probably attract him more than other things. So so you've gotten all the supplies that you wanted to get. Do you want to go and look and see what's in any of the other places? Or do you want to just go back and wait? At the temple. I'd say we probably wasted a bunch of time between the stores, so it'd probably be best to head back towards the temple and be right so we're not late for the dinner. And we can kind of uh, repack our things so we'll be ready to travel whenever this deal with the boat happens. Okay. Gwen and Aerith both head back to the temple, but Boothel continues down the road. If you ask, he says, uh, I'll, I'll only be a few minutes. I'll be along in a while. Now he's looking for his dime so. bag. Exactly. Wait, Boothel's trying to go off on his own? Well, he's not, he's not trying. He is. Unless you change your mind about what you're doing and you go along with him. Well, I will say to Gwen, it may not be wise to let him go off on his own. He may try to not go back home. I suppose that's a concern. Um, I can go with him if that would in, if that would alleviate your fears. If you're okay with it, we'll take these supplies back and you keep an eye on him. Sounds good. I will do that then. So Gwen now has 30 days of food in three bags over her shoulders. Plus a, a bag of taffy plus some tea. So she's become a a beast of burden and uh, walks back to the temple. Boothel and Aerith, I'm guessing Boothel was walking because he didn't hear any of the conversation. And Aerith, I don't know, did you call after him to wait up, Steve? Or did you just go? No, I'll just go. Considering it would have been said quickly, I would just run after him and then then just walk walk outside of him. Just walk with him. Okay. Boothel goes past the water horse inn along the orchard and then turns off and Boothel walked into the smithy. And uh, inside there are four people. There are two half-orcs. There is a dwarf and there is a human. The half-orcs One is male, one is female, but the human and the dwarf are both male. The dwarf looks mature, which means that he is almost certainly older than everybody else in the room. Boothel walks in and sees that everyone is 
working and sort of quietly waits at the door. During a break, the dwarf turns to climb something in the water and sees Boothel and uh, nods at him to you know recognize that he's there. And Boothel takes this as acceptance and so walks further in. Boothel... Does he acknowledge the fact that I'm there? Just, like, following him? I'm guessing that he heard you run up. And uh, he didn't look pleased to see you running up, but he didn't send you away or ask what you were doing. So, yes, he has acknowledged you. That's as much acceptance as I normally get, so... (laughs) No, I mean... No one told me to go away. Most people... (laughs) Yes, exactly. He's he's always been accepting of you. He's just he's not necessarily uncomfortable around you, but you don't provide normal companionship, so he's not like super thrilled to spend time with you. Alright, so just to be clear, I'm creepily standing behind while everything's yes. going on. Okay, go. So Boothel approaches and introduces himself, and uh the dwarf introduces himself as Aura or Oro, and uh, Boothel says, it's been a while since I have walked into a smithy. I have not spoken with Moradin in a long time. Uh, if you don't mind, I will stay out of your way, but would just like to spend some time here. And Oro says, uh, that's fine. And uh, looks and says, does your man know how to stay out of the way? And Boothel quickly says yes before Aaron has a chance to respond. And so Oro goes back to work and Boothel motions for Aerith to follow him and uh, goes I will towards the goes towards the corner and just picks up a wooden mallet and sort of holds it in his hand and halves it to feel the weight and like rubs his hand along the hammerhead feeling like the solidness of it picks up a chisel you know just sort of handles the various tools not moving <laughs> anything around just you know picking it come on nobody else found that funny Oh no, I was laughing. I pushed up the boom, so I was just laughing to myself. <laughs> he stays there for eh, maybe like half an hour, spending the first half examining the various. So basically, he's like doing the the Miley Cyrus thing, like licking the hammers. <laughs> no, no, he's not. Don't lie, he is. Like I said, spends maybe the first half, like ten, fifteen minutes, handling the various pieces of equipment and then spends the next 15 to 20 minutes just kind of taking in the site of the furnace. The uh, two orcs are working together on one piece while the dwarf Oro and the human are working on another piece. And so the apprentice in each pair heats the kiln while for the furnace while the more senior person takes their turn at heating something or working it or putting it into a bath and 
alternating pieces so that something's always in the fire. After, like I said, about 30 minutes, Boothel starts to turn towards the door, but then turns full about face and walks all the way up to the wall. Like, he's been sort of in the corner, but hasn't really gone to the far wall yet. Like, he came in, turned right, but didn't go all the way to that wall. He's just been sort of on the back wall near the corner. Uh, He walks all the way to the wall, and there is an engraving of a hammer. And he reaches reverently to touch it, and uh, he gets very close, but then sort of hesitates. And Aerith isn't sure if he touches it or not, but if he does, he does it very briefly, and then turns and walks out of the... uh, Smithy, and uh, I will follow. He walks back down the main avenue, and then turns down the big road towards the gate, and then takes the small road uh, back up towards the Raven Queen's temple. And so, at this point now, everybody is back in the temple. Gwen has graciously brought all of the. Uh, new purchases back so that they could be repacked up for the trip. So we're all back, and uh, it's now been uh, about two hours. While Boothel and Aerith were out, um, but after Gwen had returned, Larabelle also returned. Maybe she saw that Gwen was packing and nodded to her, did you make, would Gwen have made any movement to engage her in further discussion or ask her for help packing or would you just let her return to her rooms? I would be trying to pack the stuff and if she came back, I might ask to see if there's a place where I could freshen up, like, you know, give myself a sponge bath or something while everyone else is gone before, you know, because again, we're, we've had, how long, like a week or whatever of travel or... Two weeks or whatever. Uh, Gwen asks for a bathtub and a space on the highest stage in the middle of (laughs) the temple to do the sponge bath. Sure, why not? I've got a high charisma. (laughs) Uh, Larabelle directs you to take the far right hallway and says that either the last two doors, or either the doors at the end of the hallway, left or right, will take you to a room that you can clean yourself in. Thank you, lady. Uh, I'll go down after I'm done uh, repacking the items. Okay. You go down the hallway, and you find that the back rooms both have fires lit in them. The travel that you've been doing, you know, it's the weather has been very fair. You haven't needed a fire for warmth for the most part. You mostly just wanted it for either safety or for cooking, but you know, you haven't needed to sleep by to stay warm during your travels. So the fires in here are obviously to keep the rooms very warm and also have large hooks with um, swivel arms. Um, and there are large pots so that if you wanted to heat up water, you could do that. I will heat up some water. Very good. There is a pump 
that you can use to dispense water. You fill up a pot and warm it up. There is a, I guess I would refer to it as a kettle tub, because I don't know what else to call it. It's one of those, like, basically like a giant pot. It's enough for, like, a grown-up to sit in. It's going to be like Bugs Bunny. I'm going to hop in, and someone's going to start putting carrots in. and Exactly, exactly, except without the carrots. So there are towels in there as well. So you can choose whether to actually take a bath or just to clean yourself up. But if you want to take a bath, like, you're probably going to have to boil a pot of water, heat a pot of water, and then fill it with two to three other pots to put enough water in there that you can actually, like, get clean. So it'll take a while to prep, but since she said you had a couple hours, you probably have time. But it'll totally be worth it, so. Yeah, exactly. So, okay. So you start taking time, and you're back there. Okay. And uh, Kafan doesn't know where you are, and none of the guys do, unless you went looking for Kafan. But as far as I know, he was staying in the back praying. True. He doesn't need to bathe because yeah, so you... Davis don't get sweaty. <laughs> or dirty. <laughs> Not canonical. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, it, would Gwen have gone looking for Kafan to let him know what's going on, or she just would have gone and no, I think started cleaning I up? I wouldn't have interrupted him if I knew he was praying, so I'd just go and do this, so... Okay, Gwen is in the back getting clean, Kafan is in the back praying, and then Boothol and Aerith show up. Boothol goes again back to Larabelle's door, and uh, I'm guessing Aerith is just tagging along at this point. Um, I would No, now that we're back, I would go peruse the library, and or if they... If, if... The Raven Queen, you know, if they're followers of the ones that perform funerary services, I would go try to see if there's anybody that needs embalming or anything like that just to play with death some more. Okay. Do you ask about the library? No, I'll just walk around. Embalming? Okay. You don't follow Boothel down the hallway. You maybe start with the door on the, or the hallway on the left and see what's that way. Boothel walks back there. Aerith walks down the first hallway. There are two doors on the right and one door on the left. The I'm guessing you just open doors as you encounter them. Yeah, I'm just gonna yeah, like I said, I'm just looking, so if I don't if either I find it and I do something or I just keep wandering around. Okay. The Does Aerith know how to knock? The, oh I know how to. Do I choose to? I no. <laughs> right, exactly. Because if you didn't uh, want anybody coming in, you would have locked the door. Okay. Duh. Right. Makes sense to me. So, Aerith, the first door you open is for a cell. The second door that you open is a cell that someone is actually in right now and gives you a glare. And I'm guessing Aerith, not knowing what to do, like, looks back at the person and doesn't make any movement. <laughs> Wait, so the person the who, who's He's in like, a cell... Steering contest, I'm going to win. Yeah, the person in the cell is like, I haven't seen people in months. When I see this person, I should think that... You know, I should try to tell them to leave. That seems dumb. Well, when I, when I say cell, I'm talking about, you know, someone who has secluded themselves. Oh, this isn't a person not like a prison cell. under arrest or being held. Correct. This is a right. like, monk cell. That is not yes, the same exactly. thing as what my mind was making up. I'm like, haha, prisoner, I'm going to go poke you with a stick. 
Yeah, no, no, no. Oh, okay. So as soon as I, I receive the glare, I'll kind of give the quizzical look back, but realizing this isn't where I want to be, I will keep going. I imagine you leave the door open so that the person has to go and actually close it themselves. No, I, I that's not that's not canonical. I would leave it. Say what I would leave it back. I would leave it the the way I found it. Okay, but then the so you found an empty cell. You found a occupied cell, but then the third door is the library. So if you wanted to go into the library and read up, yeah, I'll do that. Do that. Alrighty, you are reading. Kafan is praying. Gwen is cleaning. And uh, at a certain point, Kafan's door opens and Boothel says, if you were to join us, we are going to begin. And then leaves the door open, but doesn't wait. That's fine. I'll come out. And then the same thing happens at the library door with Aerith. Boothel opens the door, looks into the library, sees that you're sitting in a chair reading a book. Or maybe you're sitting at a table, and you have several books open. Does Aerith, does you, Aerith sit you... down, or does he just stand all the time? I imagine that I sit. Okay. If only for, like, everyone else is sitting. <laughs> but I, like, I would have figured out that sit down to it's relax. Some... Oh, no. I would, I would just go limp. I would just do the, <laughs> the doll thing. But I'm imagining that you would be respectful of the books and rather than putting the books on the floor, you put them on the table, and therefore you might sit because it's easier to read, you know, mm. while sitting. With I'll a just, book on a table. I would only pull out one book at a time, and I would just stand there okay. and peruse it. And if it was something I wanted to keep reading, no, I'd still keep, you would just I'd still stand keep there and keep reading. Yeah, okay. No, you're right. You're right, Paul. I would, but I'm saying like in social context, I would sit. But by myself, yeah, I don't really. So there's okay. a need to, I wouldn't. So, um, Boothel opens the door and we'll see you standing in front of a bookshelf with one open in your hands and he'll say, if you're planning to join the dinner, then you should come now. Uh, and, I'll uh, join. Again, he leaves the, you know, he finishes saying what he's going to say. He leaves the door open and, uh, leaves. Lastly, there is a, knock on the bathroom door and he calls in Lieutenant Silverkin. It is nearing dinner time. If you would like to join us, please conclude your activities as soon as possible. Thank you, Booth. I'll be right out. And at this point you've had maybe like the the water has gone from hot to warm and you fear that if you dally too much longer, it's going to become tepid anyway. So you have cleaned yourself, and you have managed to loosen some muscles by relaxing in the warm tub. So I will get out and dry myself and get dressed. Okay. Everyone is all prepared for dinner. Boothel is in the center atrium. I'm guessing that Kafan and Aerith are there first, and then you're joined by Larabelle, and lastly, Gwen will come, having just gotten dried and dressed. And uh, Larabelle now leads you down the third hallway, which is the one that Kafan found his cell that was empty and available for him for praying in. 
Um, but she leads you down to the final door at the end of the hallway, which she opens up and there is a large room back there. There are, uh, two other humans that are already here that appear to be moving food in and out of the kitchen. There are also two half-orcs, and they are seated at the table already. Well, we are going uh, to have to have this dinner party next time. Okay. Everyone, please stay tuned for exciting discussions about what religious people eat. (laughs) About about whether the, the fork should be on the left side or above. (gasps) <gasps> Blasphemy. It's going to turn into Lord of the Rings. We're going to have to spend three chapters talking about food. Yep. And Eleventhes. And lunch. In any event. Follow us onwards. on Twitter at yes. LTM Gaming. What? <laughs> what? No, seriously, what? all I heard was gaming. At LTM Gaming. You got, you got the most important part of it. Okay. Gaming. Follow us at gaming. 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 All right, then. You can also find out more about us online at ltmgaming.com or email any questions or comments to podcast at ltmgaming.com. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> Unless if you're reading this during the day. Reading it? Whatever. Shut up. There's probably something in there that's in the text. Ha, 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 ha.